You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazing with Bobby Black. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Blazin. As always, I am your host, Bobby Black. As anecdotal and clinical evidence of marijuana's ever-widening medicinal potential continues to grow, more and more groups of people have begun speaking out and demanding more research and access to it. One such group is professional athletes, particularly boxers and football players, who routinely suffer traumatic brain injuries, chronic pain, and other ailments, which too often lead to anger, control issues, depression, and addiction to painkillers. My guest today is one such athlete. I met him last month when we were both guests on the inaugural episode of the cannabis talk show Speak Easy Live, and though I've never been the biggest sports fan, I was incredibly moved by his story. Joining us today is former tight end and seven-year veteran of the New Orleans Saints, founder of both the Gridiron Cannabis Coalition and the Boo Williams Athletic Academy, as well as his own line of medicinal marijuana products called Black Ghost Enterprises. Please welcome to the program Mr. Boo Williams. What's up, Boo? Hey, Bubba, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on the show today. Well, thanks for being here. We uh, we appreciate you being on and speaking out for the herb. Oh, man, yeah. You know, I, I think that uh, this medicine that they call medical cannabis, man, is just a, another great way of, of really people really get a chance to express themselves and, and come out in another different light and, and showing that, hey, you know, uh, even though, you know, I'm not a, a great fan of, of alcohol, but I might be a great fan of, of medical cannabis, and that's something that can help me and not hurt me. So, you know, anything that's, that's all for the cause of helping people and getting people back on the right track, I'm all for it. Right on, man. Well, let's start early on. I would love to know how you got the nickname Boo, because it's such a unique and cool name. <laughs> well, you know, before the term came out, before everyone kept calling, you know, themselves, hey, that's my Boo, 
you know, my my aunt gave me that name when I was I was a little kid. You know, I was one years old, two years old, and you know, I, I was a jokester, and, and people can tell to this day, you know, why I got the name. And you know, I got the name of of of, of jumping out and scaring people all the time. You know, I just <laughs> thought that was just so hilarious and that just so funny of uh, people just being scared. And um, I, I kind of took took hold of that, and, and my aunt just started calling me Boo. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, that name kind of followed me and it kind of carried, carried into, you know, really who I was and, you know, especially on the, on the football field. And, you know, I, I, uh, scared a lot of opponents, you know, <laughs> playing, playing the, the game of football. But, you know, like I said, it, it, it carried, it carried over, you know, uh, with me and, and I couldn't have enjoyed a, a better name that fit a better person than myself. Cool, man. Yeah, I can see uh, how someone, if they didn't know you, might find you a bit intimidating. You're a pretty large guy, but, uh, you know, having met you, I, I could see that you were a sweetheart. You're a real nice guy and uh, not, not really that scary at all uh, when you don't want to be. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And that's why, you know, that's why you, you'll hear about soon my, my CBD product that's coming out called Boo Belly Care, you know, and it's all uh, uh, about, you know, people lending out a hand to help people and giving back and, you know, me, myself, if I wouldn't have got that help uh, growing up, you know, I wouldn't be where I am or, or got that help in 2011 when I, you know, went through my trouble time. So, you know, with me being the big colored guy, you know, I, I only felt that it was right that I had a brand called Blueberry. And, and what better better way to say, hey, Blueberry cares because I'm a person that loves people. I care about everyone. I love to see people join together. And me personally, I love the growth of people. So I just thought the the name of Blueberry Cares just fit right in along with who I went, who I am. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I found so touching about your story is how how you went through some dark times and then you came out of it wanting to really help people. And we'll get into all of that very soon. But uh, first, I'd just like to know a little bit more about your background. Uh, what what made you get into football, and what was it you loved about the game? Oh, what got me into football was you know just being being around uh, football in my in my community in my area. And uh, I'm from Florida, so, you know, I'm a Southern boy, and we're, we're bred on football. And um, it was just a, a, another way of life. You know, my, my uncles played, my my my, uh, my father had played, and, you know, it was just something that was always just in me and just our culture. And, you know, I just felt that was just another way of us expressing our, ourselves and, and, and being able to play a game that you love and, and have the camaraderie with a lot of guys. Uh, obviously, you loved the game. You were with the uh, Saints for seven years, and uh, I read that you were with the Giants briefly. What happened with sport that made you want to leave? When did it start to go south for you? Well, you know, um, it happened, you know, uh, to a year that I, I got hurt in the year 2005. And, um, you know, I was on the, you know, the fourth year of my, my deal, third year of my deal. And, um, you know, I just seen the way that the game was was being played, and I and when I say game being played, I mean the game, you know, of the political. You know, I, I was an older, getting to be an older guy in the league, and you know, when you're getting to be an older guy, you know, they try to come up with all these different excuses why they need to trade to a move you get rid of you. And you know, I, I was just at a position where I got hurt in 2005, and I was put on the injury reserve. And um, it was something where I, I, I wasn't supposed to be on injury reserve, but I did. And it was just a, a, a way of the team, they, they will make you give up uh, the game. And that's what happened is, you know, the, the, the political game 
was being played, and it just made me turned off totally to football. So describe for us some of the pains and symptoms you experienced from your injuries. Well, some of the pain that I, I was experiencing, you know, from the game was not only just body pain, you know, not just the aches of being in car crashes every day, but uh, it was uh, the, the, the pain of, of, of all the headaches, all the, the, the light sensitivity. Um, it's just the, the, the daily grind of putting yourself of crashing, you know, every day. And um, that takes a toll on your body. And, you know, you, you have to wake. And, and when I woke up and said, you know what, I don't want to put my body through this again. I don't want to go through the political stuff again. You know, that that just makes you even more turned off to football and make you ready to get out the game. And that's just what happened. I, I, I chose to leave the game on my terms. And, you know, sometimes guys don't get to, to leave the game on their terms. The game leaves you. So, you know, that's one thing I like that I left the game on my terms. Yeah. Let's talk a little about your experiences with the NFL. When you were on the field and, and you were having different pains and, and different uh, injuries, how did the doctors, the NFL doctors that were there, how did they treat you? Was pharmaceuticals uh, a big part of that? Was it just physical therapy? Uh, how, what was the uh, standard treatment? You know, you had uh, several different types of treatment. You know, you had painkillers, and, and everyone knows that, you know, painkillers was the, was the remedy for everything. You know, and, and, and me personally, you know, I took toward all shots as well, you know, and, and those shots led to, to me being able to perform on the field. So, therefore, you know, it was a bunch of different things that, you know, uh, really helped me stay on the field. But, uh, you know, it was all of you know, that, that old saying that goes back, you can't make the club in the tub. So, you know, you had to do what you had to do to play. So is opioid pain medications, uh, is that widespread? in the NFL and is it, is addiction uh, a problem in the NFL? Um, yes, it, it does lead to addiction because, you know, certain guys, they, they might start abusing it with alcohol and you never know what background a guy carries, you know, over from his history um, outside of football. So, you know, you might have a guy that might be addicted to alcohol and then you give him painkillers and now he's, you know, he turns into an addict. So therefore, that's, you know, that's some of the things that guys really risk. You know, not just guys, but the teams. You know, they really risk guys turning into, you know, uh, uh, addicts. And that's something that's hard to break because your body is dependent on it. If you don't have that for your body, then, you know, you can't play or, or, or function. Yeah. So at some point, you discovered that cannabis was a good medicine for you, that it helped with pain and it helped with other issues you were having. At what stage in your career did you discover that? I discovered that early at an early age in middle school where, you know, uh, I played on a, a, a fairly uh, great team in middle school. And if you know anything about, you know, Florida, you know, uh, youth sports, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a big deal. And I can remember, you know, some days, of, you know, me and some of my friends, you know, after certain games, we would go in the woods and we would get some marijuana and, and, and we were just smoking, and we would we wouldn't really know at the at the moment really what we what we were were taking it for. We just knew it, it was something that brought us all together. We just knew that it took uh, uh, some pain away, but at the same time, we didn't know it was medication. That's when the, the ages I really started using and 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 you know learning really about the medicine called cannabis. But you were using it also while you were in the NFL, then correct? 
Oh yes. Oh, trust me. I I, I had I had a a joint load right after practice. I mean, I would have you know all these different types of, of, of you know injuries, and, and you know the only way that you can block some of these injuries out and, and feel a little better, you know, was cannabis, especially if you didn't want to go the, the pharmaceutical route. And thank God that I was never a guy that was on pharmaceuticals. I, I never, you know, really was into the pharmaceuticals. And, and, and you know, I can speak personally that, you know, I was given medicine, but I, I, I was a person that really never took my medicine because I, I, I wasn't a person that, you know, I, I, like I said, I never was a person that was into pharmaceuticals. So my pharmaceutical was cannabis. And therefore, it gave me the, the relief that I needed. So I had one rolled up, waiting on me right after practice, so I could feel better. Sure, and I'm sure you weren't alone. There's obviously a lot of players that uh, feel the same way. What what percentage of players would you say, in your estimation, actually use cannabis medicinally? Man, I'd say close to sixty-five percent, seventy percent guys use cannabis. Man, you know, and 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 one thing I, I tell a lot of guys is it's a shame what has come to in professional sports, especially with cannabis. And if you tell me if I'm wrong and you, if you see something wrong with this as well, is, you know, NFL and, and, and the NBA is the only two sports that test for cannabis and uh, exposes your name as well with you getting fined. But Major League Baseball and National League Hockey do not test for cannabis. So what is wrong with that? Yeah, and, and so why do you think that the NFL has it on their banned substances list as, and test for it? Do you think it's just the illegality, or do you think there's more to it than that? Um, there's some things that, 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 you know, I think that the NFL is why, but I, I can't say those right now because I'm okay with it too because I'm, I'm coming out with a book and I want to say some things for that. But, you know, I, I think that the NFL... If, if they could get their hands on it and find a legal way to get their hands on it, then they would. So I just think they're trying to find a way on how to get their hands on it, me personally. And so the doctors, they, they're not allowed, obviously they're not uh, legally allowed or, or with the policy, they're not allowed to recommend cannabis. But were there ever doctors that maybe like off the record kind of just were like, hey, why don't you try using weed, you know, or something? Or do you think uh, the doctors just are afraid to even do that? Um, well, we never, I mean, personally, I've never had doctors that, that try to prescribe that, you know, on the outside. I've never heard that these doctors are driven by the team, so they got to go along with what the team say, you know. And, and most of these guys are powered by hospitals and their own private practices. So, you know, why would they tell another player to go get prescribed cannabis and it's going to take away from them uh, making their money? That don't sound political, correct, does it? No. Do the officials kind of know that this goes on and look the other way, or do they really actively try to catch you guys and you guys have to really, like, cheat on the tests to get passed? I mean, there's nobody, there's nobody facilitating that. There's nobody facilitating these doctors, you know, what they give out prescription-wise and this and that. There's nobody facilitating that. But let you come up with a positive test canvas, and then they're going to want to send you to their doctor's you think something's wrong with you because you're you like cannabis, they're going to put you in a two-year drug program. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. 
there's uh, obviously there have been some other players who have been brave enough to come out in support of cannabis. I know Ricky Williams was an early uh, one, uh, Marvin Washington, Nate Jackson, uh, a few others. And there's actually an, most of them are retired, but there's actually an active player too. Now I read that uh, the Ravens lineman uh, Eugene Monroe has come out. Do you ever communicate with or work with any of these other players that are that are pro cannabis? Oh yeah, all of us in a, in a group. All of us are are getting together, and we're going to do something real huge. We're going to use our platform to really change some things and really voice our opinion on some things in in this industry. And not and not just that. Let's just be honest. Like seventy five, eighty percent of your professional athletes are are African American, and this industry doesn't have minor, much minorities in it. So that that's another way that we're trying to you know pull a lot of you know athletes into the business. Because, you know, there are minorities and, and with, you know, with those guys having those platforms to, to have, you know, things change, you know, with them being minorities, that's another good, you know, uh, uh, influence on the industry as well. Yeah. Do, do you think that the growing awareness and the scandal that's uh, associated with the concussions and CTE has been an influence on the NFL to maybe take the requests for cannabis more seriously? Oh, yeah. It is. I mean, you'll be a dummy to, to not see the writing on the wall. I mean, and, and, and the more that people like myself and other people like Eugene and, you know, other guys, you know, keep coming out about, you know, this, this medicine, they, they will uh, change some things. And I hope that, you know, we, we continue to push. I know myself want to be continuing to push to get to have CBD inside of professional sports and have it as a sponsor, you know, because this is something that really can help guys and, and really uh, uh, help the, the timetable of guys getting back on the field. Because, uh, you know, if you know, like I know, the best availability is the best ability is availability. And if you're not on the field to perform, you cannot, you know, you, you, you can't do your job, you can't help your team win. So hopefully with putting CBD inside of the mix in, in professional sports, guys can heal a lot faster and, and, and not take all these pharmaceuticals like we're trying to get off of. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me it would even be in, in the NFL's own best interest to allow it because if your players are happy and and in less pain, they're going to be better players, wouldn't I mean, wouldn't they be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's the logical thinking that you would think, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, you got to understand is with that being said, if doctors don't have any sick people, that means what? They don't have any jobs, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so it's a catch-22 when it comes to doing certain things. You know, doctors also want guys to stay healthy, but if guys, you know, stay healthy all year long, that means they don't need doctors. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, it's all about, you know, wants and needs, but at the same time, a player has to take control of their own body, and that's why they need to start stepping up to the plate and protesting for things like this to be implemented in professional sports so they don't have to take that pharmaceutical out. Absolutely. You know, if, if the NFL were to suddenly change their policy, let's let's uh, suppose, and allow medical marijuana use, how do you think it would transform the game? What effect would it have? I don't think it would have much of an effect because guys are already using. Guys are already using. And if, if guys had the, the opportunity to be freely and use without penalty, then you would you would definitely see a decrease in players' domestic violence. You would see a decrease in a lot of, of off-the-field issues with athletes. 
Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back. And when we come back, I want to discuss more of uh, the personal and psychological effects. We've been talking a lot about the pain and the policy effects, but after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, personal and psychological effects coming up. Stay tuned. Want to grow your own weed, but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. All right, and we are back. Uh, my guest today is Boo Williams, former NFL player and medical marijuana advocate. We were talking before the break about uh, a lot about the policy and uh, NFL policy regarding marijuana as well as some of the pain issues, but we haven't really gotten to the to the psychological and the personal elements of it. And that's the part of your story that really affected me when I got to hear it. We talked about the injuries and the pain that you went through, but I know that it also had a very strong effect on you emotionally and uh, psychologically, did it not? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And and, and that's why, you know, I, I want to try to correct people when, when it comes to, you know, the things that I represent when it comes to, you know, when people say act, activists, you know, I, I I consider myself as an actionist. You know, there's there's not really many actionists in this industry. And uh, when I say actionists, it means people that are getting out on the ground floor and and getting in getting in those communities, seeing what the community needs, going out and and doing things at children's hospitals, homeless shelters, using the cannabis industry to help open other doors more than just things that are directly in cannabis. Because this world needs healing, and, you know, and and, do, and 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 with cannabis, cannabis heals. So therefore, you don't have to have cannabis to just to use to heal people. You can use cannabis to heal people through the community as well. And that's where I come in at is, you know, I, I'm out there in that community doing things through cannabis to show people that hey, I don't have to smoke cannabis, but guess what? I can be involved in a in an organization with cannabis that's helping with children's hospitals, home shelters, doing things and that such to, to, to make a change, not just in a culture, but help change the world. And and that's my whole deal of why I am where I am now is because of the, the mental things that I went through. You yeah. know, those mental things of, you know, depression and, and anxiety and, 
you know, just just thinking that uh, I'm fearing that I'm, I'm gonna die sometime soon, and you know, th- those are the things, those are the effects that you go through with having those head injuries on football, and you know, people have no idea that you know those head injuries are the things that you know trigger certain things in you off the field that make you erupt and be someone that you're not. Yeah. So you were suffering from depression and eventually became so severe that in 2011, you attempted to take your own life. But you were able to recover from that deep, dark state. Tell us a little about how you were able to recover, how you were able to turn it around. Well, in 2011, you know, I, I, I attempted to take my own life. And, um, you know, it was, I was going through a very troubling time after football trying to uh, find myself. And um, just like other players, you know, that, that have exited the league, you know, you, you kind of get caught up in losing your identity being on a team, on a sports team, because you're always taught that, you know, team first and yourself last. So, you know, after football, you kind of get caught up in, you know, not knowing who you are and not knowing who your identity is. So I kind of got caught up in, you know, trying to find myself, and I found myself uh, suicidal. And it wasn't until, you know, I I went and got myself some help at a place called the Crosby Center, which is uh, uh, where I I found myself uh, relearning myself again and finding out that I had certain issues. And, you know, those issues were issues that a lot of other players were going through. And um, I just didn't realize until I got help. You know, those those issues that I was dealing with, with depression and, and anxiety and anger, were just things that were magnifying from all the head injuries that I was taking. And would you say that cannabis was part of that recovery, part of that turning around of your mental state? Yes, it was, because at one point um, I stopped taking marijuana, you know, to to really try to see if it was some things that I need to clear up mentally and, and try to see that I was dealing with and not knowing back then you know, the, the medical aspects of it and what I could be taking in order to, to really be helping myself out other than just taking marijuana or taking this different type of cannabis and not be the right one for me. And, um, you know, that, that part of, of just now knowing, you know, what, what is right for me really helps me when I am distributing my products and, and talking to other you know, athletes that are, that went through the same thing as I went through of, of, hey, this is some of the things that you need to know about cannabis because, hey, you could be like me, suffering through certain experiences but not taking the right thing. Right. And so it was your desire after having come through that dark time and uh, emerging, feeling more empowered, you decided to use that energy to try to help other people and, and raise awareness for these issues. And that's, I guess, when you started the Gridiron Cannabis Coalition and the Athletic Academy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I always had my Athletic Academy when I was in New Orleans, but it wasn't until 2014 where I moved back here to California to help start an athletes wellness center where we help former athletes with neurocognitive issues. Um, over a span of two years, um, we help over 120 athletes where we help them with a transition program. Uh, we help these athletes get their uh, life back on track. Um, we help them with other scans or tests, help them with other different types of benefits. 
And at the same time, we wasn't a place where you could go and use pharmaceuticals. It was a place where you can come and get the natural uh, healing, and uh, we allow guys to get their own outside doctors as well as our doctors and get them the proper treatment that they need. And when I say it was a blessing for me to go through the things that I went through and to come back and help guys not only through the neurocognitive side, but to help guys on the cannabis side. Because the the correct medical effect that you receive from cannabis is is the best thing for athletes. And I think that you know, with me going through what I went through, it only just helped me spread the love and spread my education for other guys. Right. So, so the wellness center was a way to educate players who who were injured and looking to recover about cannabis and its benefits. And also, were they allowed to also medicate at the wellness center? Um. Well, the thing is, guys, we didn't we didn't personally allow guys to medicate. You know, at our wellness center because we're a brain institute, but we allow guys to seek other outside uh, doctors. So, you know, uh, if we couldn't help guys through our services, we allowed them to go out and seek other services. Because the thing is, when you have a, a house full of 15 guys, you, you, you have to have something that will keep these guys from not tearing each other apart. And I think with, you know, with us creating a, a great environment, you know, uh, these guys really uh, participated well in our program and, and helped themselves out and, and got themselves better. Well, that's awesome. Uh there's nothing better than the feeling of having helped someone and seeing someone turn their life around, uh, you know, and knowing that you had a small part to play in that, right? I mean, that's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the best thing. That's the best thing when I when I can get calls and I can, from guys saying, hey, man, I really appreciate you getting up off that railroad track because if you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got the help that I got. You know, I, I wouldn't have seen my second daughter being born because, you know, you helped me with the program that you started. You know, that's the best thing that I can get up out of it, man. And I can, if I if I can help one guy, you know, I, I've done my job. And I, I just thank God that, you know, he got me up on the railroad track so I can be here to use my, my platform to have a voice for many that don't have a voice and to help change, like I said, not a culture, but help change the world. Right. And the railroad track is obviously a reference to the suicide attempt. So you you now have your own cannabis line, is that right? Uh, Black Ghost. Yes. Tell us about the products you have. Okay. Well, um, Black Ghost um, Enterprises is my brand, uh, which I will be having my own CBD uh, product coming off of that brand called Blueberry Cares, and um, I should be in manufacturing in a, in a few weeks with my own CBD products, which I'll be coming out with. I'm kind of going to keep that a little secret. What's going to be coming out is going to be uh, something that a lot of uh, people can relate to, especially athletes, vets, and kids. And um, I've I just been real blessed to be put in a position where I can I can help a lot of people. And um, sometime and, um, I, I'm put together now for next month my uh, my Blueberry Cares Car- Caregivers uh, Cannabis Tour, where I'm going to be up and down the coast. Uh, to different dispensaries doing promos, delivering my uh, Blueberry Care CBD products. Well, that's awesome. But also along the way of delivering my CBD products to different dispensaries, uh, my team and I and my sponsors, we will be stopping at children's hospitals, homeless shelters, 
and we also will be in the community uh, doing some things so we'll be help changing, you know, not, like I said, not changing the culture, but help change the world and let people know that through cannabis, cannabis not only can, can help you as the medicine, but we're going to help also in the community and do some things and let the, 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 the cannabis industry show that, hey, they're in the community making a difference too. That's awesome, you know, and I, I that's something that I've seen all across the cannabis industry uh, because of, you know, the cannabis industry isn't just an industry, it's a community, and the cannabis community has been around long before the cannabis industry. You know, obviously cannabis, as it becomes more legal and popular, more, you know, there's more corporate money behind it, more products are coming out, but I think that at the heart of it, there's uh, the stoner spirit is one of compassion and of helping, and I hope that that continues to shine through as cannabis becomes more legal. Oh yes, and 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 we we have to realize is you know the only way that we get this plant legal is we got to break that stigma of being in the stoner mentality. You know, it, it's not being that that let me wake up, let me just get high, just to get high and, and have my day being lifted. No, we also want to use this plant as a as a medicine that people can go to for for being you know, having anxiety, having a headache, and being a plant where they can be chill and relaxed and, and not worry about, you know, uh, having all these different types of, uh, of ailments. And, and if we can continue to, to preach that and continue to use it as such, then that's going to open up a lot more doors than using it as a stoner way. Absolutely. So uh, what's on the horizon for you? What other uh, exciting projects or, or things you have going on? Man, 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 I got so many different projects that's going <laughs> on, man. I, I, it's hard to name, man. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm working with a, a, a bunch of different companies. And, 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 what, and what my whole angle is, is I'm trying to bring a whole community together to help change a culture. And, um, you know, we, we can't do this thing alone. And everybody thinks that, they, hey, you know, I have my company and I have to do this and try to take everything. And, no, you, that's not the way. You have to you know, align yourself with people that are doing things for the right reason. And if you're doing that, then the great things will come. But we have to get out on this ground floor and really put our, our efforts in and, and show people that, hey, this is what we're trying to convey here. We're trying to show that, hey, the cannabis industry is not all about taking. The cannabis industry is about helping. It's about giving. It's about, you know, showing people that, you know, it, it is a better way of life. And, and through this, this plant, we're going to show you that there's a better way of life, not just you know, uh, using the plant, but uh, being involved in the community as well. Well, that's awesome. Well, man, I, I applaud all the efforts that you've been taking to get the word out and to help people. And uh, I wish you a lot of luck with your with your cannabis products and with your tour and with everything else you got going on. Uh, it's been a real pleasure meeting you and getting to know you and having you on the show. Thanks so much for being on. Man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Invite me back anytime, man. I need to put you on the tour, man, to come on tour with us. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great tour, man. Like I said, we're going to. We're also going to have some some surprise people that we want to pop up on and uh, to hand deliver some some products too, because you know, like I said, there's a lot of people out there that can use this medicine and and, and stop using those those pharmaceuticals and and that we can do whatever we can to, to help these people. You know, that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to help. Amen, brother. Well, thanks again so much for being with us, Boo, and uh, best of luck to you and best of health to you and your family. No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care, man.
All right. Well, you can find links to all of Boo's projects and his social media and all that good stuff on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash blazingwithbb. Don't forget to follow me on social media, Twitter at Bobby Black, Facebook and Instagram, Bobby Black 420 As always, thanks for toking up and tuning in with me here on Blazin'. Until next week, this is Bobby Black saying, Blaze on, brothers and sisters. 